Welcome back, goddesses, to another episode of Awaken My Soul podcast, a sacred space where we discuss what makes your soul come alive in and out of the bedroom. This is your host, Melissa McEwen, founder of Awaken My Soul, woman's sacred sex and everlasting love coach, certified holistic health coach, pleasure priestess, vlogger, and kitchen Looking forward to sharing the juiciness of this episode with you. Hello, beautiful beings. Today, I'm super excited to talk about everyday goddess rituals. So these are going to be practices that you can do every day if that feels good or pick and choose from your favorites. So if you feel called, you can grab a pen and paper and take some notes. So before we dive in, I'm really excited to share with you something that I've been putting a lot of heart and soul into. There is a course that I'm creating that's all about helping you activate and awaken the inner goddess within. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, please stay till the end where I'm going to talk about this for the first time ever. So be the first to hear all about it and stay tuned for more. All right, so back to this episode. First of all, thank you so much for being here and being part of this community. I love you so much. So to begin, I've been asked to make this this podcast. So thank you. You know who you are who asked for this podcast. And I feel called to start off with saying why why I feel called to do this at this time. So a lot of us are currently still in quarantine. And during quarantine, I've really been able to redesign my rising ritual. Rising um, to me means morning. So a grand rising ritual is to me a more positive way to say morning. Morning can have some negative connotations as it can mean that you're mourning someone who has recently passed. So I choose to say grand rising. So you'll hear me say that throughout this episode. So the rituals I'm going to discuss today have to do with the grand rising, movement, pleasure practices, which is a really, really juicy one that we're going to talk, dive right into, um, eating rituals, evening rituals, And like I said, more to talk about this course that I'm birthing at this moment. Okay, so to begin, daily rituals. So someone asked me, what do I do with my day? What do I do with my energy? How do I make my energy a priority? And this is key. How you start your day sets the tone for how the rest of the day is going to go. I think we've all heard that before, but it is so, so true. So from the moment I wake up in the morning, I gently wake up in bed and I do not rush. I do not rush this process. And that can look by just feeling into what I need for the day. What does my energy feel like today? And really anchoring into the frequency I want to hold. And that can be by putting on a song or doing some stretching in bed. 
just want to emphasize each day is very different. So I'm very intuitive with what my body needs. Um, I, like I said, I feel into what my body and soul needs. So some questions I like to ask myself is, what does my body crave to feel nourished? What does my soul need today? What am I most excited about doing today? And just letting whatever comes through to come through. But generally, the gist of it is what would make you feel whole and complete healed. I hydrate, so water is the first thing I consume every single day. And then when I go downstairs, I like to sit on my meditation cushion, cleanse my energy with sage, cedar wood, and just sit on my meditation, put my pillow and sage myself um, until I feel like my energy has cleared. And sometimes it'll be instant. Sometimes it'll take like three minutes, maybe five minutes of saging myself until I feel like my energy is clear. So really tuning into your energy and what you need for that day. And then from there, I call in my ancestors with Palo Santo. And I like to close my eyes and drop into meditation and allow whatever messages wanna come through for the day. And then from there, I'll grab my journal. I like to do a stream of consciousness writing. So just allowing whatever wants to come through, setting a timer and just allowing myself to write. Sometimes I'll write positive affirmations for myself because one of my love languages is definitely words of affirmation and who better to create my own mantras than myself. And this goes for you too. So everything I'm saying, imagine yourself walking through these rituals. Um, and, and feeling into it, would this feel good for you? So from the positive affirmations, I'll pull oracle or tarot cards. And this helps to see if any messages or themes are coming through for the day. And generally, they are spot on because we are energy. We are connected to everything around us. And when we shuffle the cards and we sit quietly and we ask the cards a question, it can feel our energy as we touch the deck. And yeah, everything is so, so connected. So from there, I like to write a tangible quote, I get to, end quote, list, rather than a to-do list. When we say, I get to do something, it feels like an honor, it feels like a privilege, rather than saying a to-do list, which to me, there's some resistance behind it because it feels like, I have to do it, I'm forced to do it, rather than the subtle shift of I get to. And once I write this tangible list, I like to speak out my affirmations. Sometimes I'll record myself speaking them out, so that way when I feel like I need it throughout that day, I can revisit my uh, voice memos in my phone and receive my own affirmations again. And then from there, I like to get outside. So that can look like a walk to the park, or that can simply mean going into my backyard and sitting down and doing some breath work, taking in the codes from the sun, admiring the beauty of nature all around me, or just sitting quiet 
out in nature and hearing the sounds that are happening all around me and being really present moment to moment. And then from there, I like to continue the hydration. So that can be juicing watermelon. I've been really big into juicing watermelon lately. I like to juice celery or have lemon water. So I choose what my next drink is. And I love to pour it into a fancy glass because it's all part of the experience. From there, I like to sit back in silence and see what messages come through. And generally what's next for me throughout the day is creating. So I like to connect with my audience through meditation and see what messages come through and what ways I can best serve you guys. So that is my grand rising ritual, and I hope that has helped you. So from there, moving into movement. So what my current rituals around movement look like are also very intuitive. So from my grand rising ritual, it could be feeling into what feels good for me. So sometimes that could be walking to the park, going for a jog, but Recently, what's been feeling really good is I work with a personal trainer two to three times a week. Dance. Dance brings me so much joy and presence, and it really allows me to surrender and let my body move me. And I have so many beautiful dance playlists that I've put together, and I'll put that in the show notes so you can find some really high vibe music to dance to. And other ways of movement that really are healing are shamanic shaking. So if you guys are feeling the collective weight right now or moving through anything that feels icky or sticky, you can literally shake your limbs, shake your whole body. I'm doing it as I'm, as I'm speaking to you guys. And literally shake it off. It's a beautiful way to release energy. And you can do that for a song's worth or however long feels good for you to release the stagnant and stuck energies. And I'm a yogi at heart. Um, so I do love a gentle yoga flow. And since quarantine, I've also been enjoying um, Mad Fit on YouTube. And I'll link her YouTube channel below as well. So you can find her if you're running a really effective, quick um, workout. So that is my movement. And yeah, I'd be curious to know what movement you guys enjoy. So connect with me on the gram and just let me know what kind of movements are you into. All right. So the next one I'm really, really just like so excited to talk about because I am a pleasure priestess and this next one is all about my self-pleasure practice. Um, to begin this is to really find a way to make yourself feel really safe. So that is so, so, so important. Safety is key within your self-pleasure practice. So before you begin any pleasure practice, it's really vital to make sure that you feel safe and that you are in an uninterrupted space 
you can lock the door. If anyone's home, you can let them know that you will be going on an inward journey and you are wanting to have some alone time. I think it's all very, very healthy for us to have alone time and to feel very safe in this space. So there's so many things I could say about this. Um, if you've seen my recent post, I talk about yoni gazing. So that is also a beautiful way to connect with your yoni or pussy, whatever word feels best for you to really give this beautiful sacred part of your body a word. So I just want to really give you a way to reclaim the word pussy because this word has been used so many times in negative ways. Um, so it's time for us as women to reclaim that word, or you can use the word yoni if that feels better. But I share a yoni gazing ritual um, on that post. So I just posted it. So if you're hearing this, you can find it super, super easy. Um, but if you're looking for more about that ritual. I'm definitely going to make a blog post on it as well. So I'm not going to talk about it here, but I definitely have resources that um, will share more about the yoni gazing ritual. So back to the pleasure practice. Oh my goodness, you guys. So <sighs> pleasure practice has changed my life. I started diving deeper into really expanding my sexuality about two years ago. So in high school, I was always the friend that people would come to wanting sex advice. And with time, I have shifted it to be more about how to receive more rather than being a performer. Um, in high school, I was all about, you know, how to please the guy. But now I'm like, no, how do we receive more pleasure? And through our own practices, getting to know our own bodies, oh my goodness, like the more you please yourself, the more pleasure you will experience in your life. It will be a common thread for your life. So I'm really excited to dive into this for you guys. So, all right. So to begin, some tools I love to use with my pleasure practice are a glass dildo, my hands, which I highly, highly recommend. It's so healing to use your own hands or yoni egg. So I'm going to share with you what my pleasure practice looks like. This is a question I get asked often. So this feels like a perfect time to share it. Um, so what my pleasure practice generally looks like is I will put on my pleasure priestess playlist really juicy tunes to get me in the mood. And then I'll put on lingerie. A lot of people think lingerie is to appease the gaze of your lover, but I believe lingerie is for us and to embrace and to wear solo as well. And to think that you're adorning your body and getting dressed up for yourself, game changer, such a game changer. So I put on some lingerie. So real quick, I just want to talk about the five main senses. So in tantric pleasure practice and in tantric lovemaking, you really want to invoke the five senses. So think of sound. So we have a playlist. Think of 
sight, you have the lingerie. Think of smell, you can put on your favorite vanilla essential oil. Think of taste, you can take a bite of chocolate or a raspberry and think of touch, you can lay on a fuzzy blanket. So really invoking the senses and whatever feels really juicy to you. So back to my practice. So like I said, the playlist, I put on lingerie, I light a candle to symbolize the beginning of a ceremony. I grab my coconut oil and toy of choice to make sure to wash it ahead of time to get it ready. And then from there, once my scene is set, the environment is ready for me to fully go in, I begin with dancing. So I'll dance either in front of the mirror or right next to my bed where I'm going to have my pleasure practice. And this helps me to slow down and make smaller movements or feel the serpentine energy come up through me and just feel my goddess energy come out. And as I'm talking to you, I can feel this energy arise within me and it feels so good. So I hope you can feel it too. And I just dance and I watch myself in the mirror because if you can turn yourself on, you can turn on other people. But if you can't turn yourself on, how do you expect to do it for other people? I mean, it's possible, it's definitely possible, but imagine if you danced for your lover, in front of your lover, but for yourself, not for them. So it's getting into that practice of doing these things for you. So dancing sexily to feel inhabited and present in my body. And it's like you're seducing and turning yourself on because you are the goddess embodied. Once I feel present to the sensations and the movements within my body, I then lay down on my bed. And usually I lay out a towel because it gets coconut oily and yeah, just easier for cleanup. And then I lay down supported by pillows and make sure I'm super cozy. And then I begin by tantrically touching myself. So what this can look like is simply grazing the tips of my fingers along my skin to dive deeply into the presence of sensation, touching myself in all the places that call to me, my neck, my shoulders, my heart, my inner thighs, and a beautiful breast massage. Our breasts are an extension of our hearts, and so are our hands. And just to connect those two together feels so delicious to open our heart. And warming ourselves up to what's to come if you choose to. Um, and yeah, I, I generally don't touch my yoni yet. Sometimes if it's calling to you, I'll do it gently, but usually this is where I will stop. So before touching my yoni, I like to place one hand over my heart, one hand over my womb, or both hands over my womb, whichever feels like it's calling to me, it's very intuitive, and simply checking in and asking my yoni, do you want to be touched today? And if there is a resounding yes, or if there is a no, you can feel into this too. If, if, it's not, if you're not getting a verbal yes or no in your mind, then 
you can feel into contractions or expanding feelings within your body. So generally expansion to me means yes, and contraction is generally no. So just checking in if it's a yes or a no. And from there, honoring what your body is asking for. So if your body is asking for a touch, then continue. But if your body is feeling good with the tantric touch, you know, maybe you're feeling really good touching your breast or maybe just greasing your hands on your arms feels juicy, you can stay there. You do not need to keep moving forward and make sure you're listening to your body. So from there, if it is a holy yes, Grabbing the oil, the coconut oil, if that works well for your body. And generally, I like to stick my fingers in the oil and grab a good scoop and enjoy the process of warming up the oil within my hands as I feel it melts. So that's very tantric to just like be very present with no end goal, just be very with what you're experiencing. And then from there, I like to begin by gently stroking my labia and, and all places calling for a touch. So generally, I'll go around the vaginal opening and maybe I'll take my pointer finger and middle finger and just go around the vaginal opening and just feeling into the sensations as I stroke up and down. And generally my clitoris is very uh, sensitive until I'm more warmed up. So I'll stay here, maybe feeling into the inner thighs, just letting myself warm up and being very patient with my process. And then from there, I'll touch my clitoris, uh, maybe just circulating around it going in different directions, feeling different pressures, different strokes, and really experimenting with what feels really good that day. And please keep in mind that women generally need 11 to 13 minutes to become fully aroused. So before moving into penetration, I would highly recommend checking back in with your womb and yoni to get consent from yourself if you want to continue. Penetration is not necessary. This is completely your choice. So please tune in to what's feeling really good for you. At any point, you can decide no, but if you're feeling safe, if you're feeling ready to continue, you can check in and see what your body wants and continue. If your body is calling for penetration, if my body is calling for penetration, with intention, I grab my glass dildo, that's my favorite toy at the moment, and I will coat the glass dildo with oil as I put intention into the glass dildo because our hands are energy, everything is energy, so really putting in you know, whatever intention I'm looking to experience, whether it's surrender, presence, just a holy yes, whatever it is, infusing it into the glass dildo. 
and I love putting the tip of the glass dildo against my body and just feeling the coolness um, and sliding it up and down my labia and just feeling the coolness against my warm body. It's kind of a way to tease myself. It's really fun. And if I feel like my body is loudly calling for penetration, right? So it wants to be a resounding, a loud, a total full body yes, right? So if my body is a 110% a yes to penetration, I will place the tip of the glass dildo at the entryway of my vagina. So the word vagina is just the, the canal, right? So that's why we don't call our lady parts vagina because vagina is not an all-compassing term like yoni or pussy. They are all-compassing terms. So I just want to really emphasize, please stop calling your lady parts vagina unless you're referring to the actual birth canal. Okay, so now that we have that cleared, Going back to placing the tip of the glass dildo at the entryway of my vagina. So I like to just feel it there. And this here, what I'm about to share with you is a hashtag game changer. So allowing my yoni to pull, literally pull, the glass dildo or glass wand inside of me or even yoni egg, whatever I'm using, I like to feel my yoni physically pull my instrument inside of me. So you never want to force a toy inside of you. I mean, unless that's what you're looking for, if that's what you really enjoy, but within the work that I promote, I do not promote forcing any toys inside of you. You want your body to physically, emotionally, spiritually say yes. You want all parts of you on board. So literally feeling your uh, vagina open up and pull in the glass dildo or, or crystal wand inside. So it's such a beautiful thing because it completely sets the tone for what's to come. You can feel the sensations of your pussy pulsing and pulling the toy inside of you. This is so yummy and delicious. And a very tantric thing as well is that you can, if you're into um, your lover having a penis or a lingam, that's a sacred term for um, penis, a lingam, if you can also do this with your partner's lingam, if that feels good for you, is to literally feel your pussy pull your partner's lingam inside of you. How rare is that? How beautiful is that? So, so delicious, and it will completely change your pleasure practice and sex life. So, from there, get to know what feels good to you. You can play around with your G-spot, which is generally, if you look at your knuckle, so it's generally like, it could be, it's different for everybody, so it could be like one and a half inches into your vagina. So if you place your fingers inside of you and you slide it in, you can feel the texture change. It's kind of like the roof of your mouth or like a texture of a walnut. 
So that is your G spot. And getting to know that first with your own hands is such a beautiful practice because once you put a foreign object inside of you, you don't really have that um, hand to brain connection. You know, it's, it's a completely different um, connection going on there, but you can play with, around with your G spot. And once you feel fully aroused, and you can tell by this by engorgement. So when women are fully aroused, just like a man, we do have erectile tissues within us. So you'll feel your A spot and that will engorge more. So we have a G spot and we have an A spot, which is the second spot within our vaginal canal, which will also feel like a different texture as well. So as you slide your fingers inside of your vagina, the first like rigid spot that you'll feel will be the G spot. And then as you slide your fingers in even more, you'll feel your A spot. And then all the way at the back is your cervix. So when you play around with your toy or your fingers, you can feel, you know, these different spots. You may not be able to reach your cervix with your fingers. However, with a toy, you can begin playing around with this but your g-spot is definitely a beautiful place to begin and as you get more comfortable feeling inside of yourself the a-spot and the cervix are a beautiful place to begin exploring and the a-spot and the cervix may also be a little uncomfortable to touch and stimulate unless you're fully aroused so Generally, my practice um, will go as long as I like. And the goal here is not to orgasm. The goal here is to remove any end goal and to be fully in your experience. Stroke, stroke, like each stroke at a time, each movement, each breath, using sound, using breath, using movement, and really releasing any conditioning that you have around how you look, uh, what you might sound like, whatever it may be, letting out your wild side and really embracing and exploring your sexuality. So if you do choose to climax here, it's really beautiful to send the energy out into your hands and your feet and your head and to have a full board full body orgasm, you can send this energy out into your extremities. You can also, if you choose, um, do some sex magic as well, which is trans, um, is, which is sublimation, where you pull the energy up the chakras as you orgasm and you can project out something that you're manifesting within your life um, and really holding that vision as you orgasm because our sexual energy is creative energy. So you can use this potent energy to create. So that is a little bit about my self-pleasure practice. So I hope that that has helped you um, expand what you know, what self-touch can look like. For so many years, I used a vibrator and it never felt fulfilling. The orgasms were short and it just didn't feel like 
<laughs> it didn't feel fulfilling at the end of the day. Like it just, it didn't. So it's, this has changed my life, um, in my sex life. So I hope that has helped you. And now moving into eating rituals. I believe that the food that we eat and the energy that was put into creating the food is going straight into our body and we are absorbing all of that energy. So do you ever notice if you go out to eat and you don't know what kind of environment the chef was in when he was cooking and what the staff was saying and just the energy behind the food preparation and also the ingredients that are put in the food are so different than a home cooked meal when you know what energy you've put into the food and the ingredients that you put into the food. The food sits differently. So I tend to cook most of the food I consume because I want to know what energy I'm putting into my body. So vitamin L, which is love, vitamin love is so important to put into our food. So to begin the cooking process, I love to light a candle and make it a ceremony. So light a candle and signify the beginning of a new moment, a new present moment of setting ceremony and intention. So lighting the candle and getting ready to slow down. And all that, all that needs to happen here is a few deep breaths to ground before cooking. And then once I feel grounded and very present, I get all the ingredients out to prepare. And then I begin doing my thing. So I have so many favorite recipes and some of them I share on my website and there is definitely a cookbook that wants to be birthed through me one day. So I'm putting that out into the universe. Um, but for now, you can uh, visit my blog on my website if you want some recipes. But um, there's so many other recipes I have yet to even share. So cooking is definitely something I love. But prior to eating, once the food is prepared and once I put so much love and intention into each ingredient that I'm working with, um, when the food is ready and I'm sitting down, so generally what I do is I'll look for a beautiful location to eat my food, whether that's in the backyard or it could be a little carpet picnic with me and my lover or just me by myself. Or I could be sitting at one of my favorite uh, chairs. Finding a really beautiful environment is first. And silence. Silence is key here. How often do we want to put on music or a podcast or read a book or be at our desk while we're consuming food? And we don't know how bad that is for our digestion because our body wants to focus on the food and digestion at hand, not um, being distracted. And when we have distractions, we won't be as mindful with the food that we're eating. So finding a beautiful place, wherever feels good, and being in complete silence so you can completely focus on digesting and enjoying your food. So before I take the first bite, I will take a few deep breaths because for so long I would just, you know, go straight in and devour the food. But I've learned that taking a few deep breaths, ground, 
find gratitude for all the ingredients that came together to nourish my body temple, to think of the process that each ingredient went through, whether it's asparagus or um, could be watermelon, but to think that this food was grown over a process of time by a farmer. And then a farmer delivered it to the farmer's market or to my favorite local grocery store. So to think of this process rather than just <laughs> another meal, it, it takes it to a whole nother level. So from there, once I find gratitude, I love to place my hands above the food and give the food some Reiki. So sending the food, loving intentions, because it's going to be going into my body. Sending loving energy and intentions in. And once I feel complete here, um, beginning to eat slowly, chewing the food thoroughly, taking my time with each and every bite, which means putting down my fork between each and every bite and really slowing down. So that is my cooking and prior to eating ritual. And the last ritual I would love to share with you is, is super intuitive as well. So every night, um, I really love to focus on getting out of the doing and getting really in my feminine and more into the being. So what that could look like is a goddess bath. I love to use Epsom salts and herbs are really beautiful for this or rose petals. And um, yeah, and I usually at night will cook dinner as well. Um, maybe some gentle stretching. I'll crack open a book. Right now I'm reading two different books, The Sophia Code and A Happy Pocket Full of Money. So I might be reading one of those. Um, and my goal here is to be really in tune with what my body needs. And that could be just meditation, um, finding ways to relax. So it's really simple, really intuitive. And if I get more anchored into a specific evening ritual, I will definitely share that with you guys soon. So thank you for listening to my everyday goddess rituals and routines. So now I'm super excited to dive into my upcoming course. And this course is for you if you're ready to open your heart, feel interconnected and confident AF, ready to expand and explore your sexuality and sensuality in a gentle way, manifest the life of your dreams through your orgasmic power, Embody your divine feminine queen essence. Release self-conscious beliefs, comparison, and doubt. Step into your unique personal power, your feminine sovereign power. Explore solo and tantra, or solo and couples tantra practices for deeper intimacy. Use your touch to heal yourself through pleasure. Honor and respect your body. Dive deep into the inner work and embrace fear. Live fully, feel it all, honor your emotions, and step into feeling fully alive. So if that sounds like you, this course is coming out within the next month, and each week has a pleasure practice. We will have some wild woman practices to unleash your authentic truth. We will talk about some daily rituals, um, some including similar ones that we talked about today, and ways to really embody 
your goddess self. So yeah, this is going to be all about making yourself a priority, creating healthy boundaries and using the goddesses to embody the goddess. So I'm so excited to share this course with you. Um, stay tuned for more. And I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. To pre-register for this upcoming course, email me at melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A, at awakenmysoulcoaching.com. Can't wait to hold you within this sacred, safe container and watch you evolve into the woman that you're meant to be. If you loved this episode, share it with someone. If you leave a comment on iTunes, I'd love to send you a gift. Take a screenshot and email me over at melissa at awakenmysoulcoaching.com and I will send you the freebie straight to your inbox. My gift to you for being a supportive sister goddess. I read all of my reviews and I'm truly lit up by you. Thank you for sharing and see you on the next episode.